You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, everyone. My name is Ashley. I'm the host of this show. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for for tuning in every week. Today is a solo episode with yours truly, talking about a topic that I know a lot of you are super interested in, a lot of you already have a practice in this area, and that is manifestation. So if you uh, have been listening for a while, you might remember we did an episode with Heather Whitaker, a amazing, amazing manifestation coach from To Be Magnetic about, yeah, about a year ago. And it's the most downloaded episode on this show. And I think that's because there's so much excitement around manifestation. There is a lot of us that are are wanting things. You know, we're wanting something for our life and we know that we can have it. And also, how do we get there? <laughs> so I'm going to share just my journey in manifestation and the discoveries that I've had, the process that I've used and the ups and the downs because I'm still definitely ongoing. <laughs> Before I get to to that conversation with myself, I, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you for listening, for tuning in every week. This show has really been a major part of my spiritual growth, and I hope that it provides you with lots of resources, ways to take care of yourself, ways to learn more about yourself. And yeah, I'm just super grateful for you. If you are new to Yoga Magic, welcome. This show is all about those things, self-care and self-discovery in a really accessible, approachable way so that if you're a first time coming to manifestation, first time coming to astrology or ritual work or whatever it is that you're new to in this space, that it feels like something you can listen to, learn a little bit more about, and then dive in on your own time. And remember that you don't have to take on any of these practices. This is really just a menu of things that you can try on and see what you like. So manifestation, this word, I remember the first time someone used it in a sentence or like used it <laughs> in everyday conversation. It was a friend of mine, Susan, who's actually been on this show before, one of the very first episodes. And she said she was manifesting a partner at the time. And at first I was like, oh, like this was maybe, man, this was probably like eight years ago. Oh, okay. Like, what does that mean? I didn't really understand what she was saying. And I started to look it up and and the process of, of manifesting what that actually is. And I was like, yeah, I love that idea that we can create our reality, right? That we can, our thoughts can, can make things happen. And in that naive, you know, Googling Google search that I did, I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. Let's, I can I can create my own reality. And that was 
kind of ironically during my Saturn return, during this time in my life where I was moving from my youth into adulthood and really deciding what I wanted. And it was painful. It was a hard time of life where I'm like, oh, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, do I want this career path? Do I want a family? Like, what is, you know, what are the next steps? Should I just do what everyone else is telling me to do? And it felt really, really overwhelming. And when I first, again, heard this concept of manifestation, I was like, whoa, I'm into this. And that was really like the beginning of this process. I had realized when looking back that I'd been manifesting for a long time and, you know, we all are, we're making things happen in our lives, Um, but I didn't necessarily intentionally do it at the time. And now to put intention to my dreams, to my goals for life, for this show, for my family is just, is true magic. And so I wanted to share, you know, just my journey in this process. If you are brand new to manifestation Definitely check out the episode that I did with Heather on um, earlier, about a year ago, when she was talking about to be magnetic and what that process is. Um, to be magnetic is a manifestation school. It's the way that I practice manifestation, but it's not the only way. There's tons of different teachers and books and practices that you can take on, um, but this is the one that I that I have used and really loved. And so I'll speak to that quite a bit. Um, So if you want to learn more, definitely check that out. Highly recommend. So a a few things that I have manifested in my life. Um, First, I talk about this pretty frequently, um, and perhaps you've heard this story before, but I I manifested my daughter Rory's birth. And it, it was the first time in my life that I really understood how powerful I was as a human, as a woman, as a creator. And it was, it was this just, it really changed the course of my life. So what I did is I, at the time I was doing, um, the to be magnetic work, but I was also just meditating more frequently. I would wake up in the morning and I would visualize and write down exactly what I wanted her birth to look like. And the, the birth of my first daughter, Lily was, was a bit scary. There was just a lot of, um, uncontrollable things that happened. Everything turned out totally fine, but in that moment, I remember feeling like, oh, I don't really, this isn't what I had hoped for. And I'm, I want to put some energetics into a different outcome the second time around. So with Rory, I would wake up every morning, I'd write down her birth, exactly what I wanted. I wanted like a, I think I wrote down literally three and a half to a four hour labor. <laughs> I was ambitious. I wrote down what I was going to wear. I wrote down that there would be no question where Lily would go, wouldn't have to stress about it, that I'd have a great breakfast, that I would take a bath. And everyone, it happened. It happened exactly the way that I wrote it down. It was a four-hour birth, not an ounce of drugs. And the first time I had um, Lily, I was like, give me the epidural, I guess. Um, And this time, like, I want to see if I can do it without. I can try it. I, I wore what I planned to wear. I had an amazing breakfast. I took a bath. I mean, it was like, it was actually insanity how perfectly it played out and I remember realizing that I I did this I manifested this I made this happen because I believed that I was worthy of that 
And I believed that I was powerful enough to make it happen and it happened. But I also committed to the practice. So every day I would get up and I would do this work and journal and meditate and really commit. Um, so that was, that was probably, that's probably my best, biggest manifestation story. Other things that I've manifested um, consciously or maybe not so consciously our house. So the first time we came to see our house, um, the one that we live in now, I had just gotten pregnant with my daughter, Rory, literally found out that morning. (laughs) It was a bit of a surprise too. So we were like, oh, cool. And a friend of ours is our realtor. And she said, come, come out to the burbs and look at this house. And I was like, I don't want to move to the burbs. That was not something I was interested in. For whatever reason we did, we went and looked at this house and I felt an instant wave of emotion walking into this house. It was, I mean, it was palpable. It made me feel almost like I needed to come to my knees. I looked out into the backyard and I saw people doing yoga. I saw myself teaching a yoga class. You know, I saw the kids playing in the, in the living room. I saw us sitting in the kitchen. It was so overwhelming to know that this was our home and yet it took a lot of time before that was actually a reality. So went back and forth with the sellers. They ended up going with two other um, buyers before us. But throughout this entire process, I knew I was so rooted in belief and trust in God and the universe that this would happen that I didn't actually even worry a whole lot about it. I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. And we did. And in that moment, I remember just being like, this is all, this is all part of the plan. And not long after was when, when Rory's birth was. So it was all kind of this like super magnetic time, this really special time in my life. Some other smaller things, um, the podcast, the podcast is something that I've always talked about doing and it eventually just happened. It kind of was like, I couldn't run from it anymore. I needed to start this amazing project that I wanted to do that I've always dreamed about as well as um, meeting some of the most influential people in my life, some of my my dear friends now, um, fellow spiritual workers, Gina, who I talk about a lot on this show. Her show is Past Lives in the Divine. Um, Astrologer friend Meredith, meeting her. My friend Kelly Smith. All of these amazing teachers and people that I have, have now learned from and I'm growing with alongside I, I manifested them. They, I would say I, I, I asked for them. I prayed for them. I wanted people to show me what was possible. And in TBM work, they call that expanders. So it's been a lot. And I, I catch myself sometimes getting frustrated with where I'm at in my manifestation journey. And then I look back at the things that I have manifested and I'm like, oh man, like I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. Maybe these other things that I'm working on, it's just not the time. It's just not the right aligned time. So I got to thinking about this episode a couple weeks ago in a time where I did feel wildly magnetic. Um, I love to track manifestation work and even just the way I'm feeling with what's happening in the cosmos, what's happening in my chart. As, as you know, if you listen to the show, cosmic self-care and really aligning with who I am within my birth chart and um, following along with the stars to guide practices is something that I truly believe in. And this Aries full moon was fast approaching and I am an Aries sun and an Aries north node. So Aries for me is something that I can't say that I've always identified with, right? Like Aries energy is wildly initiating. It knows who it is. It is 
very magnetic. It, it takes action. And yet over time, I have fallen into the like, I, w- I would call it victim mentality. There's a, especially in early motherhood where I felt just kind of lost and I felt like, oh, this is so hard. Why do I have to do this? And over time have moved more into this Aries energy of, well, I can do anything I want. I can initiate my own reality. I can create a life of my dreams while still being an amazing mother. So that's been definitely an evolution for me. And in this moment around this Aries full moon, I was feeling so magnetic, just feeling like, man, I could literally like snap my finger and something would happen. And the reason being is that I was really really leaning into my emotions at the time, into that fiery, like first emotion, good or bad, you know, whether it was rational, I don't really care, but it was real, you know, it was a real feeling. And I thought about that. Like for me, this is, this is magnetic energy, emotion, feeling, being okay with those initial like gut responses that you have to things, even if they are like for me, sometimes a temper tantrum, you know? And I know maybe this might be an unpopular opinion, but I I trust an emotion. I think that it's something that we can really learn from. I mean, we're in Scorpio season right now, one of the most emotional times of the year. And when we feel our feels, we can understand our power. We can understand our intuition. What it also showed me is that I had been in sort of a mundane period. I wasn't feeling a lot. Um, And since, you know, I I talk about this pretty frequently, but since the, the miscarriage of our twins, I would say that there was a lot of ups and downs. And then it kind of petered out into a melancholy, like sort of, I don't know, apathy maybe even is the word. And to start feeling really fiery and feeling really magnetic and really like emotion, full emotional (laughs) to feel this was exciting. And I wanted to double down, recommit to my manifestation practice and use this time to get out there. So I say this because I think we forget that we can use passion. We can use emotion as a tool. You know, we're told so frequently to be like even at all times. And I I personally just don't think that that's the answer. I think having some real raw energy, real raw exchange of emotion in our lives make us more magnetic. They teach us about who we are. They teach us our triggers and where we have work to do. So if the Aries full moon felt like that for you, would love, 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 love to know. But it was a, it was a very eye-opening time for me. So I want to pull back and talk about specifically what my manifestation process is. A big part of my manifestation process is getting extremely honest about what I want. Not what I think I'm supposed to want, not what other people want, not what my partner or my friends or even Instagram is telling me that I want. What do I want? And that has taken some time. This has taken... mm, probably 10 years to be like really honest. What do I want? And it changes. It does change over time. But when we deny ourselves the ability to get really real and honest about what we want, we can't, we can't manifest. You can't manifest something that you don't actually want. Use the example of, you know, I've wanted, I've, I've told myself that I want to manifest like money or like material things, like a new car. Let's use a new car. 
I don't really care about a new car (laughs) at all. My Prius that I ran into a tree not too long ago still runs great. And I just don't care. But there are other things that are material that I do want. And I genuinely want to manifest that. And so getting really, really clear on what it is that I want. And sometimes it feels vulnerable. Sometimes it feels embarrassing. That's something that I've learned over time is that like sometimes the things that I want are are just kind of dumb, but I don't care because I want them. And so I'm going to work on potentially getting them. So getting really clear on my list. Secondly, I have this guidance in TBM on ways to do shadow work. I think this is such a key part of the practice that often gets overlooked. Shadow work is the idea of, of integrating the parts of ourselves that we deny. This really showed up for me over time with my my love of being in front of people. I tried to deny that for so long. Like, oh, I'm okay, you know, I'm okay sort of being at home all the time. I'm a cancer son. I love that. Like, I just want to be behind the scenes. I was in fundraising for a long time, so I would like throw these lavish parties, but no one would know like who was doing the, any of the legwork. And this sounds probably kind of conceited or selfish, but I like to be seen. I have a Venus and Leo. <laughs> like This is who I am. And so getting really clear about, about that, about that shat, this part of myself that I denied for so long, that's selfish, Ashley. You don't want people, you know, who cares who sees you? No, I really genuinely like that. I like to be in front of people. So, uh, you know, integrating the parts of ourselves that we deny, and there's there's so much amazing work that you can do that is shadow work. My path was to go through the deep imaginings within To Be Magnetic to really understand what my shadow was, and I bring that back into who I am, and just know that that's, that's who I am. The third piece, um, and TBM has this trademark, it's called expanders. And expanders are people that show us what's possible. And this has taken a, a new a new step, a new journey, even in the last year or so, in that I'm really, really meticulous about who I let into my sphere, into my life. And that's not, not only with just like friends and family, but also even with consumption with things that I'm letting into, you know, my Instagram or the things I put into my AirPods, you know, listening to on podcasts, because what I'm absorbing directly impacts my output as well. And so getting really clear about who are the people that inspire me, who do I want to be like, and and absorbing content from them and really them only. And that's been really, really liberating. Um, I did a fun episode with Taylor Gruy, who is another podcaster, a friend of mine. Um, this was earlier, about, like about the same time as the TBM episode and we talked about expanders and why it is so helpful to see other people doing amazing things and in those moments when I see someone that I'm like man they're doing everything I want to do sometimes it does feel like envy but that's okay because they can show me what's possible and the friends that I was talking about earlier Gina Meredith Kelly all these like amazing women who are doing such cool things they're expanders for me and I spend time with them because they teach me things and I teach them things And yeah, I'm just so grateful for that idea, for that concept of expanders, curating my life around what other people are putting out and how it can show me, it can give me a path for what's possible. 
And then as far as routine and ritual goes, I do a meditation, I do journaling work and some visualization every day. I really try to commit to this process. It's hard. Some days it's literally only five minutes of just quick visualization, um, but it's it's something that I, I truly believe in, I commit to, and when I don't do it, I can tell. It's something that I, I have as a non-negotiable in my self-care routine. Something that I've noticed in my time doing manifestation work is that there are major highs and lows to all of this. You know, when I first started true manifestation work, it, it started, things started to fly in. I was actually quite shocked. And what I've noticed now over time is that my process has changed. My shadows have changed. My list, the things I want to call in has changed a lot. And I'm not always bringing it in quite as quickly as I would like. And I think that's partially because they're bigger things. Like when you start seeing yourself bringing in these dreams and these goals, you get more excited to bring in more things. And so if it's not the right time, if there isn't an aligned action that is being taken, it's not going to come in. It takes some work. And my real, you know, grace in all of this is that I have to be patient. I really do because I truly believe that I am worthy of these things, but also they take time and that's that's just part of the process. Additionally, there is a lot of expansion, contraction, and back and forth in those areas. And I really experienced this on a deep level after the miscarriage um, this spring in that I felt pretty intense contraction, came inward, was not feeling magnetic, was feeling extremely sad and tired and lost. And I didn't stop. I didn't stop any of this work. I actually did um, something called the rock bottom, which is a, a workshop when you're feeling that like kind of something came out of nowhere. You didn't expect it and it sends you off track. So I doubled down on that practice. And what I found is that after times of deep contraction, after times of, of hard, hard, challenging things, that's when I noticed the most expansion. And I'm seeing it really play out live time right now. Real expansion that I I knew was coming. I trusted that it was coming, but it didn't come without that that hard time. Do I think that there always has to be a super hard life event before you can expand? No, but when you have those moments of darkness and you commit to yourself and you really you do what you need to do to process on the other side of that is an area of growth, is an area of real expansion. And I think that's that's so amazing, especially it's that dance, right? That dance with the universe. So things that I'm manifesting right now, um, you know, I like to be really transparent and, and be a real human with you. Something that I'm I'm manifesting is the continued growth of our family. And I don't know what that looks like. We've had struggles and we've had some sad news that I don't think really lends itself to more children. I don't know, um, but I'm really trusting in that process that there's a growth for us as a family in some way. And it's vulnerable, right? Family is like one of the most important pieces of my life and to manifest in this like vulnerable space is really is really challenging, but I'm showing up and doing the work. 
Secondly, I'm manifesting a larger audience for this show, for my belief that when we take care of ourselves, we are more powerful, we can make more good in this world. And that comes in the form of things that do feel kind of superficial in a way, like podcast downloads or Instagram followers. Yes, those are real indications of an audience. And so I'm I'm wanting more of that. I'm manifesting more of that, more people to share this this amazing podcast, this amazing resource with and getting really clear about what that looks like. And then finally, I'm manifesting more ease and flow in my life. And that's something that I think comes with money. I think the more freedom that you have, you have people you know, you can pay to do things for you, like clean your house or, you know, work on your flowers, things like that, that like, I frankly don't like doing. So if I want to manifest more ease and flow in my life, that has to come in the form of abundance that has to come in the form of money. And now I understand that that's something that I need in order to create the life that I want. In the past, I would say things like, ah, I don't really care that much about money. But in fact, I do really care about free time with my kids where I don't feel like I need to clean the house, right? And I need some money in order to have that exchange, to actually hire someone else to help me. So total vulnerability. Those are the things that I'm manifesting. And I, you know, I'd be so curious to hear what you are all working on. What are the things that you're manifesting in your life, whether they be big picture, really simple individual things. Um, so yeah, I would love to know. So when I was planning for this episode, I asked all of you on Instagram if you had any questions, anything that you were curious about in the space of manifestation. And I can definitely share my answers from my experience, but I think this work is so personal. And so it, you know, your answer, your belief, if you've been practicing manifestation for a long time, might be a little bit different. Um, but that's, I think that's the beauty in it, right? It's so individualized. So the first question, when do you attract the most? And I love this because it'd be easy, it'd be so fun to just be like, you attract the most when you're wearing red <laughs> or like you attract the most when you are practicing self-care. But the truth is that you attract the most when you're in a place of high self-worth. When you trust that the things you are attracting, that you're worthy of those, right? The things that you want, that you are truly, truly worthy of those. And so that takes that shadow integration, that takes that self-discovery work, that takes an understanding of who you are at your deepest level so that you can learn to love that part of yourself and you're in that space of high self-worth. And then when you know exactly what you want, you're able to actually attract it. So, you know, I talk a lot about vibration, being in a high vibrational state. And there's times when we are just in a pretty low state, whether that be feeling sad or shame, guilt about, you know, what it is, who we are. Those are the times when it is really hard. I mean, I would say impossible to attract the things that we want in this life um, because we don't feel that we're worthy of those things. So sort of a metaphysical answer to that question, but doing doing the self-discovery work, doing the self-care, investing in who you are, that gets you to that high self-worth space, high vibrational space. 
kind of an opposite question, another really great question. If I'm experiencing anxiety and I accidentally manifested a worst case scenario for myself, is that possible? So I've heard a few different, you know, theories on this, um, but the teachers that I look to and the books that I really truly trust believe that we don't manifest things that aren't in alignment with our soul's journey. We don't manifest things that aren't for our highest good, right? So there, you know, there's a lot of bad things in this world. And if you've had bad things ex- experience, you've experienced bad things, you did not attract that. So I, I wouldn't worry about that. I would just trust in the process and trust that the things that are coming your way, especially when you are in a, in a low vibrational state, are the things that you can handle right now. You're not attracting bad things. You're attracting um, what, you know, what you can handle. And you might not see that there's actually a lot of good on the other side of that manifestation. God, the universe is not going to give you things that aren't part of the process. The next question, how do you align how do you align with the frequency of what you're manifesting? First, that's spending some time and understanding what you're manifesting. So that's in the form of expanders, seeing people that are doing it, spending time with them, maybe in person or if they're a podcaster or on Instagram or whatever it is that you can experience. Like, what does that feel like to to be in that state, in that vibrational state? And then secondly, it's living as though you already have that thing. It's being grateful for the experience that you you have that you've had that thing feeling the feels that you would experience when you have that thing you know setting yourselves up for success and I'll talk about this a little bit more in in my final tips but truly living in the vibrational state right now as if you already have it you match that vibration and it comes your way last really good question and I think a lot of people that listen to this show are in those early stages of motherhood or preparing for family life in the future. And this is a, this is a hard dance and I'm still really navigating it myself. Um, but I have, I have some thoughts. So tips on manifesting when you're run down and tired AF (laughs) and this particular friend is in that early stage of motherhood. And I, I really know what this feels like. So I do think that there are stages and cycles of life, right? When we as women are in this procreation stage of life, we are wildly magnetic. We are extremely abundant. We are literally creating life. And that is playing out in ways that we may not necessarily realize or for our greater good in that moment. And we are really tired. We're really, really run down. And so investing in your own self-worth investing in your own time and being disciplined about that. It's very easy. It's very easy to go an entire day without giving anything back to yourself in this stage of motherhood or just really like being a woman in our, in our culture. You can go an entire day and realize like, I didn't do anything for myself today. So being disciplined and being honest with yourself about what you need in those times, even when you're tired, that's, that's one of the best ways to continue to manifest your dreams. Also giving yourself grace, right? Setting out goals for 
you know, taking on a new CEO job. For some people, that might totally work. For a lot of us in that stage of life, in this very early, very tiring stages of motherhood, it's not always possible. So being super realistic about what you want. If you really, really want that CEO job, then you have to make take some aligned action to get rest, right? Maybe that's asking for help, or maybe that's... Um, you know, aligning your work schedule so that you can rest in some way. There's, I I really do believe that we can make these things happen with what we truly want when we're honest with ourselves about what needs to be done. But give yourself grace. You are a human being and when you're tired and things just seem a little chaotic, it's hard to see that that full picture and see that that plan as it is in this like foggy haze of life. So I hope those answer your questions. These are awesome questions. So before we end this, I wanted to share just a couple of tips, things that I've learned um, that I think are not always talked about in terms of manifestation that could potentially help you if you've been doing this for a while or if you're new. And of course, they wrapped into astrology. <laughs> the first is that looking to your north node can be very eye-opening on where you're heading, what your life's purpose is. So your north node is a part part of your astrological chart. It's actually a point, um, an invisible point in terms of the moon. And what it tells you is what where you're headed in this soul's journey, in this particular life. So if your north north node is in one sign, the south node is in the complete opposite sign. And the south node is the energy that you came into this life with, the lesson that you have learned potentially already, or maybe it looks like baggage, but it's something that you've brought into this life from a past life or lives. And the North Node is where you're headed, which is opposite energy. So for me, my Aries North Node is looking to seek validation in myself, is looking to initiate something that is individual, that is leadership, that is um, powerful and magnetic. You know, Aries energy is very individualized, whereas the opposite, Libra, is about the collective. Well, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm moving away from helping the world. It does mean that I am identifying more in who I am, more rooted in my work as an individual and not so much about the people pleasing that I would have done, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So that negative side of Libra is that we're constantly doing things for other people so that we feel important. And in fact, it doesn't, you know, you can't, get further ahead if you're constantly trying to perform for other people. So my Libra South node, the lesson that I learned or the baggage that I've carried with me is something that I'm I'm letting go of really as I grow older. And that Aries, fiery, initiating, like individualized energy is something I'm moving towards. So to have these aha moments about things that I actually want, recognition, success, all of these things that in the past I might have denied as selfish 
or as, you know, I, sh- I should be doing things for other people. So when I look at what I'm manifesting and I see how this has evolved, it makes so much sense, you know, moving away from that people pleasing and doing things because I thought that that would make others happy. And so what do I actually want to manifest that Libra to Aries energy? So if you can look up your, your North and South node and understand that you're moving towards a certain energy, um, whatever sign that is. You know, I'll, I'll use an example of Scorpio, Scorpio North Node. If you are someone who embodies that Scorpio North Node, you're you're moved into transformation. Your life's purpose is to transform, perhaps yourself, perhaps other people. And that's really powerful, but that also takes a lot of work. So check out your North Node, get some ideas, see if it's in alignment with your path right now. And if it's not, ask yourself what you can do right now to move towards that energy. Second tip is to live in a way that you already have that manifestation, right? To literally trust so much that whatever it is you're calling in is going to happen, that you, you're you in this moment right now and you feel as though you have it. And that can come in the form of gratitude, just being so grateful for all the gifts that you have right now. That can be in the way that you set up your life. I think about, you know, if you're manifesting a huge lifestyle change but you're not ready for it to actually come in like you haven't done any of the preparation it's not going to come in because you're not ready so even now for me as I'm still a solo entrepreneur I have my amazing editor Katie who helps me on this show but as I'm laying out the process for the growth of this show I have systems and plans and things that will fall into place when it grows and that's so fun. I mean, to think about the future and to plan for what's ahead, getting prepared, living as though you have the thing before you even have it. And then finally, really accepting our shadow, you know, watching those triggers as they come in, watching what what bubbles up emotion in your life and studying that and understanding what it is that motivates you, what creates that fire. If you want to look at your astrological chart, your Mars is a really great place to understand this, to look at that and see like what triggers you, where is that innate fire within you and how can you use that motivation for self-study, for creating your list, for taking action. So those are just three pretty simple tips. And again, I I am very much ongoing in this process. It's it's something that I believe in and I believe that we're all capable of creating our life that we want. And there's lots of different teachers, lots of different ways to do this. This has just really been my experience. If you want to learn more about Tube Magnetic, I'll make sure to link that information in the show notes. Check out the episode I did with Heather Whitaker. Another really great resource for manifestation is Manifestation Babe on Instagram. She is another OG uh, manifesting 
content creator and to see her life unfold over the last several years has been amazing. And then finally, Natalia Benson, who's also been on the show. She's an astrologer and she's a really great teacher at manifesting money and stepping into self-worth and abundance as individuals. So those are some of my favorite teachers. There's many, many out there and I'd love to know if you have other ideas, please DM me, send them my way so that we can have them on this show. If you have a really amazing manifestation story, I'd love to hear it. And, you know, I think it'd be fun to hear from a lot of listeners and their manifestation stories potentially on on the podcast to share and help others expand as they're learning about this this whole process. So send me a DM. I'm at ashleysondergaard.yoga on Instagram or at yoga magic podcast. I would love to connect with all of you. Thank you again for tuning in, everyone, letting me kind of rant in our upstairs bedroom about manifestation, but hopefully this is really helpful. I'm going to be doing a few more solo episodes on some topics that you have requested. So if you've got more topics you want to chat about, please send me a DM. I would love to, to brainstorm and talk about it on here. And I hope that you return next week. Thank you so much, everyone.